Welcome to the Garden Report. After Game 7, the Celtics continue on to the Eastern Conference Finals. They beat the Washington Wizards 115-105. to A really incredible game. We're going to break down the game here for you in Part 1. We'll talk about what happened with the Stars in Game 7 in Part 2. And then we're going to do a third part of this show to preview the Conference Finals and talk about the Draft Lottery, which comes up Tuesday night. It's an incredible 24 hours. Really do you have one video where you're talking about the Eastern Conference Finals and a potential first number one yeah that that's a really that's good literally point. never happened that's ever before <laughs> in the history of youtube yeah. that's right so first let's talk about <laughs> probably the greatest player in the history of the nba kelly olenek it was for pretty, real i think he beat out bill russell tonight he had an incredible <laughs> game 26 points 14 in the fourth quarter i asked him if he's ever gonna not wear the man bun again and he said it's a great question thought about it and then he said time will tell <laughs> but tonight Time told a story in which Kelly Olynyk was a star of the game. Kelly Olynyk podium game. It was incredible, Nick. Yeah, I'll say uh, Kelly Oubre gave Kelly Olynyk the biggest assist in Game Three because it riled him up. I mean, he's been good since. And tonight, Kelly Olynyk was he was the star. He was the unsung hero and and uh, the one of the keys, the big keys. The bench was amazing. Jimmy. A lot of people think Kelly's a nice guy because he's from Canada. <laughs> Showed everybody tonight. Not a nice guy. No bad, man. Bad man, especially in that fourth quarter. Bad ombre. Tommy Heinsohn got a lot of flack for comparing Kelly Olenek to Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. People said he was wrong. He is wrong. Kelly Olenek is better than Dirk Oh. <laughs> and about 18,000 people chanting might have agreed with you Kelly, tonight. has Dirk ever got chance in the TD Garden? Never at Kelly TD Garden. Got them tonight. And all kidding aside, though, I mean, this guy was unconscious in the fourth quarter. For real. 14 points out of his 26 playoff career high. And he was that guy that needed to step up because they weren't they weren't going to let Isaiah Thomas do it, you know, from start to finish. Isaiah got hot. Don't get me wrong; he had 29 points, but there were points in that in that fourth quarter where they were sealing him off. And Kale Olynyk, he was there. He was yep. there, whether it was from the three point line or he had a nice little move, couple of nice little moves down low. He looked like Kevin McHale a little bit on a couple of those up and unders. I mean, I think I tweeted that out. So was that Bill Russell, Dirk, Kevin McHale? Wow, Wait, Kelly no, Olynyk has just been canonized. Let's be, no, let's be clear though; those moves were, we're very, very McHale-esque. He was using reverse finger rolls yep. out of a yeah. post-up. They were very similar yep. moves to what McHale would do. Yep. So one embellishment, which is actually pretty reasonable. <laughs> Continue, please. Yeah, I mean, all of the bench players really chipped in tonight, and I think even though Isaiah had a big night scoring, it allows him to rest a little bit and not be. Uh, as dominant as he's needed to be in the past. Marcus Smart was amazing. Kelly Olenek. They said in the post-game presser, Marcus doing everything you don't see in the box score. That's Marcus Smart. Marcus does what Marcus does, as Kelly Olenek put it. (laughs) What I really loved was, this is what I was asking about in the pressers, was the moment where the game turned, which was when Markeith Morris subbed out at the end of the third quarter, and the Wizards were deep in that bench. It was Wallen Beal, and then Boyan Bogdanovich, Jan Mahimi, and Jason Smith. And it was a total disaster. The Celtics went on, I believe it was a a 14-2 run, I believe, right away off of that. The Wizards were able to reset at a certain point, but the Celtics got a comfortable lead. Kelly was crucial in that run. They were spreading out the floor to an absurd degree. Stevens told me that they were trying to run what are called horns actions, where you have the bigs on the free throw line and the shooters in the corners with the ball at the top. They would send out the bigs to set a pick as far out as possible, and then you would get Smith and Mahimi all the way out of there. At that point, it's basically a three-on-two game, and all the bigs are already out, so it's three-on-two with the guards there. Celtics just tore them apart with that one. They were swinging the ball around. Really, really good Celtics ball movement, the kind of stuff we were seeing against regular season defenses that's hard to pull off in the play. 
playoffs. I mean, that was when we really saw the team at their best. It's amazing that they had their bench on the floor where the bench had five points in game six yeah. and then 45 five points, points tonight, while the Wizards coincidentally had five points tonight off the yeah. bench. 29 to zero in the second half. Celtics bench to Pretty good. Wizards bench. Um, and quick shout out Jalen Brown, the rookie who in this very building back in June was drafted to some booze. We heard a lot of booze that night. I think some of them are coming from Jimmy Toscano, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> no, no, no. I was a Jalen Brown guy throwing through. Play the tapes. Me, I think it was me, you, and Kevin stood there, and we said Jalen Brown was a good pick. We liked that pick. You did call for him this whole series. Absolutely. You, you said it the entire series. Because I think he can add a lot on both ends of the court. The he came, poise he came is what's impressive. Game, came into this game early on, drained that three, set mm-hmm. the tone for himself, gave him a little confidence. But that rebound... In the, was it the third quarter yeah. or the fourth? Third, third quarter, quarter, the booty bounce. bounce. Yeah. From the, booty, from the ground. He said, he said after the game, a few of us were talking to him after the game, he said he, he thinks he got pulled down by Gortat. It went uncalled. The ball still ended up his way, and the message before the game was no excuses. Get there, get out there, get the ball, do what you got to do. That's what he did, and he got that rebound, outlet pass. I mean, big minutes for a guy who's, you know, uh, doesn't look like a rookie out there at times. There's still the occasional rookie mistake. But he's calm, cool, and collected out there, and they're going to need him in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. Absolutely, he played well against LeBron. I think very early on in the season, LeBron praised Jalen. Second game, the second, one in yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, uh, LeBron praised Jalen, and again, it was good to see Jalen tonight. Not making boneheaded turnovers, he had great poise for a rookie, and uh, couldn't be happier for the kid. I mean, he's worked hard. And he shows up. He's here. Jalen Brown played 20 minutes in Game 7 against yeah. Otto Porter a lot of the time and had zero turnovers. Yeah, that's pretty that impressive. That is incredible. It's incredible. And there were a couple of plays where he almost had turnovers, but he actually drew fouls. He only got to the line twice, but he did draw, I think, at least two or three fouls there. He he had pretty much his most perfect game as a professional. Uh, and just quickly on the booty bounds, <laughs> where we were sitting up in the halo above the plate, it literally looked like he used the power of his tuchus to propel himself, <laughs> of to his propel himself off the ground. Uh, I, I didn't even see him push off with his hands, so I really thought it was the squats really coming into play there. Those glutes, those glutes were tight tonight. Um, and, I mean, and the wherewithal to get that ball out of there, too. That was great. But the big thing is that Stevens has been searching, trying to find his rotation, yep. and it looks like he's finally settled on one. It's the starters with Amir starting. We'll see how it changes, though. Yeah. Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, Kelly Olenek. They can run with the five-man rotation. It's really an eight-man rotation because Amir only plays for a couple minutes here or there. Yeah. They're going to need that interior presence. Stevens said before the game, you know, screw it. Save it, hang we'll save it for part three. I'm getting Garrett away here. You better tune in all the way to part three to hear our Stick assessment the of the Cavs series. So quickly, before we go, Marcus Smart being Marcus Smart, we kind of talked about it, those flying rebounds. But the run that really got them out in this game started with the Marcus Smart three-pointer. He had, I think it was a two three-pointers tonight. He went two for two from downtown, had his most efficient shooting night. I can remember him having it four for seven, God forbid. But it was... He needed that. Marcus Smart performance. He, in the he needed it, and also it was nice to see him hit two threes, and you didn't have to worry about the next six that he's going to lunge up because he had good so- shot selection tonight. It was a t- really ideal Marcus Smart night. It's yeah, what you want from him. One of those threes where you're looking at your buddy if you're and going, "Oh no, no!" And then no. he hits it, you're like, "Yeah." So, yeah. I mean, that did that. You're right, Jared. That really did kind of propel things for the Celtics, fire them up. The other thing before we wrap this part too is. Easy buckets. We've not seen that a lot for the Celtics at all in this playoff. They got easy buckets tonight, especially in that fourth quarter. I think 58-40 to 40 in the paint. So the Celtics dominated the paint, and I don't think they dominated fast break points. So 
Yeah. Celtics need easy buckets against LeBron and the Cavs. We'll talk about that coming up in part two or three. three. Oh, we're going to part three. Because part two, which will be coming up right next, is talking about Isaiah Thomas, Al Horford, Bradley Beal, John Wall. We're covering the Stars. It was a star-studded playoff series. We're going to cover them. Before we go here, we got to talk to you about ZipRecruiter. Because we all know that only bosses watch the Garden Report. you got to be a boss to watch this show. And if you're a boss, <laughs> that means you got to hire people. And that's why you're going to go and use ZipRecruiter. You're going to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan, all one word, because it's your URL, dummy. You're going to go there, and you're going to sign up for free using our code, ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan, and you're going to be using ZipRecruiter, the best place to hire people in today's day and age, posting your job board, your job to hundreds and thousands of job boards out there to find the best possible candidate for you. ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfans. We'll be right back on the Garden Report on CLNS Media Network and Celtics Blog. It's the NBA playoffs, and having the right players on the court will be the key to your success. The sharp outside shooter or power rebounder can be the difference between winning and losing. Business really isn't any different. Your company needs the right people to be the best. So where can you find the top talent? Go to ZipRecruiter.com. You can post your job to 100-plus job sites with one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people for the positions you're looking for. And right now, my listeners can start forming their own winning team on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. I can tell you this, CLNS Radio uses ZipRecruiter to recruit all of our new hires. It's easy, it's effortless, and in this business environment... It's one less stress off your plate. And guess what? It's free because you listen to the Garden Report. Simply go to ZipRecruiter.com slash SportsFran to get your free listing today. Welcome to part three of the Garden Report. Now we get to look ahead. We're going to first talk about the Eastern Conference Finals matchup between the Boston Celtics, the one seed, hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers. The one the seed. seed. Okay. I still can't believe that one. So weird. <laughs> they, you know, everyone on the Celtics has heard the worst one seed ever claim, and it is motivating them to continue yes. to win. So they'll really need it against the Cleveland Cavaliers. As Marcus Smart said, he was asked, what does it take to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers? One word. Perfection. And we're going to bring you perfection here right. on this preview. So game one is Wednesday night, game two Friday night. We're going to be there for both of those games. First mm-hmm. off, Nicholas Gelso, owner of CLNS Media Network. How the hell do you stop LeBron James? Uh, you know what? You just try your best. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. I, I do like the fact that Isaiah is still calling on them being disrespected, maybe. Because the Celtics play better with a chip on their shoulder. Oh, they got that chip back. And the chip is back. So I think the Celtics could (laughs) possibly sneak out one game. If it's going to be one game, it might be game two. I don't know. I'm the downer Let's save the previews for the end. Okay, sorry about that. Jimmy, who do you think? (laughs) He's already predicting. Jay Crowder hasn't really had to do much in this series as far as guarding a great Well, he's had to do much. He just hasn't hasn't done anything. But now, this is a series. He's the guy that that you have to have guard LeBron. He's had some success guarding LeBron in the past. Do you think that Jay is going to be able to effectively go against him where LeBron doesn't have maybe a 40-point triple-double every single night, which is probably considered a success? Mm -hmm. Oof. I think Jay Crowder needs needs to have a really good series here. I think he, yeah. I think he, Shocking. you know, if if everything comes full, so if everything averages out, evens out, he's due to have a good series. I don't think he's had the best playoff series. I don't think he has an awful one. Oh, no. 
Unfortunately for him, this is going to be tough. This is going to be a tough one. He's just going to have to make LeBron work as hard as he can because LeBron is LeBroning extremely hard right now. And what I mean by that is he's probably the best player in the postseason right now. Uh, even at you know and he's rested. And he's ha- been in a hyperbolic chamber for exactly. four or five days straight. <laughs> and a hyperbaric chamber. And a Actually, hyper- been plenty of hyperbolic, hyperbolic so. hyperbaric, <laughs> barbaric. He's a barbaric human being. Um, he's going to be LeBron James. He thrives in this in this building. specific building, and the fans love giving it to him. Mm-hmm. It's going to be banana land, extremely loud. And unfortunately for Celtics and Celtics fans, LeBron James seems to thrive in those types of situations. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I, you can expect, we, we saw a physical series against the Wizards. You may see a physical w- series against the Cavs, but the whistles are going to blow a lot. Let's face it. I LeBron, hope not. When LeBron charges the lane, the whistles blow. So Jay Crowder, he, he could do as good as, he, as, as good as he can. However, he's got to avoid foul trouble. He has to. That's going to be really it's hard. Be all hands on deck. I know. And Jaylen everything's going to be hard. Jalen Brown's going to get the call. Yep. We're seeing that he's being utilized. Unless he well, Marcus really, really Smart struggles. gets some burn on Marcus LeBron. Smart is going to uh, get some burn. That's where I was going to go with this. Is this is a series where Marcus is going to get engaged in a matchup that I think he does pretty well yep. with because he can physically handle LeBron's drives. Obviously, if LeBron gets a step on you and he's on, on, uh, right. underneath the free throw line, the play is pretty much over at that point. You're right. drawing a foul. Um, it's going to. I mean, this is he's going to get under Marcus. Him. You know, they have to make a decision in this offseason of whether they feel like they want to retain Avery or Marcus as a priority going forward, and this is where they really figure out what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, we're not going to get into That's a whole other show, but as of right now, Avery has performed uber well. He's been been phenomenal. So Marcus really needs a good series. He does, and I think it started tonight. He was... Back to being Marcus Smart and tangible, and that—that's what we—that's what the Celtics. Need. The winning plays, Marcus, that yeah. people have been talking about throughout yep. the course of the season. And I will say this: it does not appear as obvious on television as it is when you're covering the game here. Oh, definitely. To see what Marcus is doing because it's a lot off of camera stuff. I mean, I know I've been rough on Marcus, and the last couple of weeks being up here in Boston covering games, even though he hasn't played great, you do get to see some of those intangibles you don't pick up on television. Okay, so the, Cleveland shoots the crap out of ball. Yeah. That's going to be a problem for them. They're going to make 15 threes or so yeah. a game. That's what the Celtics have been trying to do. We Try. know that's going to be a shootout. We know that Cleveland can be great in transition. They can do everything the Wizards can do, but better. That's why they're the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right. Uh-huh. The big question is, is there a lineup that the Celtics can bring out there that they think could be an advantage over Cleveland's? The IT&D lineup that we've always seen as a closing lineup throughout the year hasn't really been consistently relied upon, mm-hmm. at least in this Wizards matchup, because the Wizards would often close out games with two bigs out yeah. there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Cleveland closes out games with Thompson and Kevin Love out there, or if they go a little bit smaller, relying on Kyle Korver and J.R. Smith out there at the same time. I mean, I really don't even know what to expect out of Cleveland at this point. I haven't had a chance to really do a deep dive scout. Yep. I'll do that at some point tomorrow between covering this series and the lottery and getting ready for the Cleveland series. Speaking of the lottery. No idea. But you had a great article this morning on Thank the you. Yeah, we can get to that one second. But what I want all of our listeners or viewers to talk, comment on this video about is what, who do you think is that X factor in this series that can actually give the Celtics an advantage here. I think we all agree Marcus Smart yeah. sounds like yep. it's that guy. So he's, I want to hear we want to hear the X factor in every series. We all agree <laughs> it's Marcus Smart as the X factor in the series. So <laughs> Or is it Kelly? Or is it Kelly? I mean that's that's the one of the options. Well, I don't want to give away. So you guys figure it out. <laughs> Maybe it's James Young. Who knows? So the lottery. I had a piece this morning on Celtics blog about the 24 hours of destiny that the Celtics are in. We just had the first half of that. They won game seven. 
This is huge for their ability to recruit guys like Gordon Hayward or other potential free agents mm-hmm. or trade assets like Paul George, Jimmy Butler, and so forth. That was really huge for them. But the next step is winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. They have the first seed. They have essentially an even chance to get any of the top four spots there. Number one is incredible because Markel Fultz is this prospect that the entire league is drooling over. They fall number two. There's still a lot of great stuff. The Lakers don't get the first pick, and they fall number two. The Lakers are probably going to offer everything, including Magic Johnson, to get Lonzo Ball. So, that, so the whole idea Bus. of a Laker trade is going to be very, very fascinating if they end uh-huh. up in control with Lonzo Ball's future. Uh, but I think this is an incredible time in the Celtics' history because – this is like this one week where there's so much happening here. They're both taking this step forward as a potential contender, and they're having this draft lottery scenario where they could be setting themselves up for the most remarkable franchise development that we've had in the NBA since really what the Spurs have done over the last well, 12 years or so. The only thing comparable this franchise would be 86, winning the championship and getting the rights to Len Bias. We all know how that turned out horribly, but... That was the last time you saw that kind of optimism going in after winning a championship. So the Celtics, who are they sending? Wick. The Wick? only the only owner Wick and in the NBA that's going to the draft lottery. Uh, I, I feel good about Wick's Wick, going to have a Roman candle in hand, ready to shoot <laughs> off the fire. Which is be fun. Jimmy, I mean, I don't care who they, they whoever they send. It'd be better than who who they, they every time they send somebody, it doesn't work out. Yeah. So I mean, Wick send the owner, send Wick, yeah. Danny Ainge, GM of the year. Oh. I just think. For what he's done, I, for where the Celtics you know, are in the standings, for where they're about to be in the lottery, even if it's you know one, two, three, or four, for putting them in that position to give them the most, to give them the the best chance for that number one pick. I mean, there's a lot to be said about that Jimmy, as a GM. Trading away your your franchise player past his prime, but your Ballsy. franchise player Kevin Garnett, who gave the Celtics the biggest assist by allowing them to trade him, right. and then the fan base is sitting there going, oh, "We have to wait. We have to." Well, no, there was one down season, and right back in the playoffs. Boy, is Doc Rivers kicking himself yeah, in the back. And one of the things I'm, I'm interested in where the Celtics end up one through four is if, if they end up with one and they draft Fultz, does Danny Ainge have the balls to once again trade his franchise guy? Uh, I think he does. And Isaiah trade Thomas? Anybody. He'd trade you, Jimmy. I don't think he would trade me. But if he, it, it will be interesting to see they get Fultz, okay? And they're in a position where obviously they're one of the better teams yeah. in the NBA, but are, will he then trade his best player? No. No, so will they draft Fultz? They're, they're keeping they're keeping Thomas and Fultz. Together so will they? If that's what happens. Really? Well, yeah. Fultz could play very well off the ball too. So you know, I mean, I think and that Isaiah Thomas Isaiah could play very and well Isaiah off the ball. needs really to be able to do it more. It's just a defensive matchup yeah. concern. Mm-hmm. And Marco Fultz will be able to defend at least two, if not three, positions in the NBA. He's six foot four. He's got long arms. He's going to get tougher, and he is a great, potentially a great defender. Talking, I mean, we're talking about I do like Jackson. an elite two-way player. You like Fox, too, dude. I love Fox, yeah. but they're not going to take him. There, there's so much potential to the top of this draft. It's going to be fun. We will be there at the NBA draft press conference. We're not going to go to the lottery itself. We're not allowed really in. really, it's not a lot of fun down there. <laughs> uh, but we're going to be out in Waltham tomorrow night. You'll see all of us out here for the NBA draft lottery press conference with Danny Ainge. I mean, I'd like to see some good news because it'll be a lot more interesting than watching them going <laughs> wham, wham every single year when they don't win the lottery. The Celtics have never advanced on their position in the NBA draft lottery in its history. Yeah. So I'm staying away from the simulator tomorrow. I've yeah. already made myself nutty. There's, there's no point to it. You know, it's you. You're biting all your I, time. You can only get mad. Fun. You only get mad. Just uh, wait. Be patient. 8 p.m. The lottery. 
right after that Danny and just press conference after then that us. we'll be taping and you'll find it on the CLNS Media Network YouTube channel you'll find it posted to Celtics blog and CLNS rate or CLNSmedia.com so for Porn Stash Jimmy Toscano for Nick Gelso <laughs> I'm Jared Weiss Jeremy Karp is behind the camera sitting there laughing there editing videos we will see you <laughs> after lottery and then we will see you after game one game one. Oh, predictions oh very last I already time. gave mine Yours? If they're if the yeah go ahead the, I say the Cavs in five you say Cavs in yeah. five I have had Celtics in three the first two series <laughs> why why straight from what works and, and it's been infamy like you've been getting tweeted about this in comments yeah but I can't do Celtics in three this time in good conscience I've got Cavs in two wow <laughs> it's all balls on the show it's all balls <laughs> and he's gonna leave it at that Cavs in six I wanted to do yeah, I like that five, Celtics, but, Celtics but I, I, think, I like Cavs in six I think too. the Celtics will get one earlier in the series they'll get one with their backs against the wall I'll go with Cavs in six I've gotten them all right so far I'm actually yep. cha- so I'm changing I'm, gonna... I'm Cavs in five I think they take go. one of the first two there you go alright copy I'll be, I'll be I'm copy. Just, the cynical guy here is gonna be the more optimistic guy who saw that coming so that'll do it follow me at Jared Weiss NBA Celtics in seven Celtics in seven Score Nick, Nick and at Jimmy_Toscano. Right That'll do it for us here <laughs> on the Garden Report. We will see you tomorrow. <laughs>